Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Karen, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and talk about culture impact. But before we talk about the book, I want to get to know you better. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on here, Jody. Um, this book has been a wonderful process, and I'm so excited I got to be a part of it. Uh, for me, I am a facilitator and practitioner in culture and diversity management, intersectionality, gender and sexuality. I'm an artist, a creative and I do poetry and music and performance and all of that stuff and community building. Um, so there's definitely two two personalities. I will, if you would say one professional, one personal. Um, but I, my biggest thing is impacting community building, leadership development, and opportunities for growth, personally and professionally. So that's that's really what I'm doing and impacting what cultures look like, what community building looks like and what it looks like to to heal internally and collectively. I feel like those two sides you were talking about, you know, the, the creative, the professional, I feel like there's probably a lot of gelling there because I feel mm-hmm. like being creative in community, being creative in culture can be a huge positive when you can think outside the box and, and be willing to maybe explore and, and learn. Um, I feel like some of that has to do with creativity. Yeah, I think historically we haven't put creativity as a priority in the workplace right professionally and um all of my jobs and all the things that I've been able to do in 40 years of living um since I was working at 21 right like whether it be coaching I coached basketball for about eight years I taught math in high school (laughs) like I've done work in the roofing industry I've done work in retail I've done work in HR and I think the the thorough and streamline through all of them has been like, what strategic problem solving, conflict resolution capabilities do you have in this space? And so for me, the time and space to to prioritize creativity and strategic thinking has really benefited me in the professional space. And I don't I don't know if we give it enough um, priority professionally. I mean, thinking about a basketball coach and a math teacher, I feel like there's a lot of creativity that you mm-hmm. have to do when you're dealing with either, I think you, you're a collegiate basketball coach, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even like college students and then even high school students, like you have to be creative to keep them focused and keep them engaged and and kind of moving forward to that, either to winning that game or to actually providing you homework versus saying my dog ate it. Yeah, I'm definitely a millennial, so I'll acknowledge that. And so dealing with Gen Z and Gen Alpha, which we're dealing with now in the workforce, um, I think it's really important to acknowledge when they are struggling um, and like, okay, so your dog ate your homework. Let's talk about what that means, like what really happened, because um, we all use that <laughs> at some point, maybe. I was a big homework proponent, so I always got my homework done. Um, but I, but I think there's something to that, like, right. Like how safe do you feel to acknowledge something that happened or 
something that couldn't happen? Like what happened in your life? And let's talk about that. Like there's this notion millennial on, like we can bring our, our work force, like we can bring our personal lives into the workforce. And I think acknowledging that is like really big. And it also gives some space for like some strategic thinking and collective problem solving around that. Because if I don't know what really happened, I can't really speak to problem solving in that aspect. So like what really happened and let's figure it out in a way that's not punitive or judging like what happened to you. Let's talk about it and let's, let's fix it so that you can do what you need to do. Yeah. I think there's a a big piece of connection and how important um, trust is with connection. And then also being able to show your, your true self or, or like, like be feels, feel safe to, to be able to provide because I think that was maybe one of the the key reasons why, you know, maybe past generations didn't talk about their personal life. Maybe they didn't feel safe um, to talk about it or, you know, it, it was frowned upon, but now it's like, yeah, let's, let's understand the whole person. Let, let's mm-hmm. actually like engage and, and feel like we can help you be more productive and shine. And, and of course it always helps the business if someone is thriving. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma around things that now are being welcomed into the conversation in terms of a professional lens, whether it be mental health, whether it be, um, you know, symptoms of maybe something that's deeper. And I think the more attention we can give to that and the more invitation we can give to people to come fully as their full selves, then I think there's going to be more room for people to show up creatively and, and not stifled in terms of of how they're showing up, trying to protect some image, right? Or not be a stigma or not be a, a stereotype, right? Like, I think if we if we make some more room, then people will have an option to be their full authentic selves. Yeah, and so I know it's writing a book or writing a chapter or writing poetry is definitely a vulnerable situation, right? You're like yeah. allowing yourself out there. Um, and I love that when I, we were on a meeting and you said you were a poet, I was like, oh, that makes me like so happy. I love poetry. Um, so obviously you were in love with, with writing before, you know, joining culture impact, but I'm curious, what, what was it about joining this book that excited you for you to say yes? Cause it is definitely, it's an add on, right. To things that you already have going on. And I know you're, you're super busy already. Yeah. I, um, writing wise, I've written some articles for, um, different publications. I have two poetry books that I've self-published and I also have um, a anthology that I was part of with uh, 10 other black women that was called um, the black woman's guide to love and business where I gave kind of my lessons, life lessons around business and love. So this was actually the first book that professionally I was able to contribute from organizational development lens. So I am eager I was eager to have that conversation and this was uh, already constructed because I am so busy. It was really nice to have an infrastructure that I didn't have to create or like produce or self-publish. It was like, here's the deadlines. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the edits. Here's the deadline for the edits. And that was just such a really easeful portion. And it, it was, it made it so simple and I love that. And so I was like, all right, these people are talking about the things that I want to talk about around organizational development and culture. And that's um, something I've been working on diversity management, but I think 
acknowledging that culture is so important and it's something that can be generated and created by the people in it. It was something I wanted to talk about and it was just the perfect avenue for me to start having that conversation and start putting my thoughts together around that with people who are like-minded. And you guys have been so collaborative throughout this whole process. And of course, I I joke and say, well, of course, it's the culture book. Of course, they're going to. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't always happen that way. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and I have just enjoyed thoroughly seeing all of you connect because you're all over the country Mm -hmm. and getting to support each other has been just been really fantastic. Um, to to experience that. And I know um, you guys are already talking about potentially going to a conference together. I mean, it's just fantastic to see. Um, so let's talk more about culture impact. Tell me a little bit about kind of maybe a synopsis or a little little insight on what your chapter is about. Um, would love to share that with the with the group. Sure. So my chapter is actually called intentional culture creation. And I think that word intentional is very intentional. Um, but you know, thinking about it from moving from vision or um, an idea or brainstorming into actually implementing the type of culture you want to create. And so I go from thinking about the workplace as uh, definitionally like defining the workplace culture as language, tradition, values, and policies in the organization. And then I talk about um, four aspects of that, creating the learning environment, which really is instead of a zero tolerance tolerance place, creating a learning environment that allows people to make mistakes and gives that psychological safety for people to make mistakes, right? This is a learning environment. If you make a mistake, you're not gonna be punished and kicked out. We're gonna talk through it though. And what does that look like? And then thinking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, which to me, really a lot of organizations have moved towards that since 2020, the murder of George Floyd, like they've been like talking about those things. It's existed for 20 to 25 years, DEI as a, as a department or an organizational value. Then I talk about employee wellness, which around that same stigma that I was talking about around mental health and how we show up, that is something that I talk about in there. And then the last thing is accountability because a lot of times, and recently we can see it with Target, we can see it with Starbucks, we can see it with all these companies, it's Pride Month, you know, we can see it with all these organizations that are trying to leverage their support and solidarity for different communities, with also like the impact of the current culture around anti-trans or anti-LGBTQ stuff. So all of those things are present, but just really talking about who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? And how can you make that so with your policies, traditions, language, and values of the organization? So that's a lot of what my chapter talks about. And it's a lot of questions. Um, I really like to get curious. So there's a lot of questions for you to interrogate and have those conversations with people in leadership and influence positions, and then figure out what you want to do from there. There's no call to action other than to sit with what does it mean to really want a learning environment and create that? What does it mean to value diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility? What does it mean to be accountable for our actions to our clients and to our employees? What does it mean to value employee wellness? And those are questions that people are going to have to answer for themselves. So um, there's a lot of questions in there. A lot of the framework is around interrogating those things and seeing what you really want to do and then how to implement that moving forward. 
I love how you have all those questions because someone can write down their own ideas. But like you said, you can take them to your leaders or to your employees and have questions that you can ask to really gauge because you can't just take someone else's culture and implement it into your company. It is. It's about your employees. So being able to see who your employees are, um, you know, what like you talk about what they value, what you know, what they bring um, is so important. But I love the the whole like accepting mistakes and and having that learning culture because that is so important. So many people are so scared to do something wrong that they don't do anything new. And then that innovation, that creativity just doesn't show up because they're, you know, there's too much of a scarcity that they might lose their job if they make a mistake. Yeah. I think whenever we're talking about people's livelihoods, um, I, I try not to attack anyone's character or anyone's um, opportunity to make a living for themselves. And I think if we take that, um, punitive measure out of it then people can really show up and be like I'm curious about this and obviously the culture the shared language is important because how do we bring up something that may be controversial now it's like okay this is a learning environment I have this question maybe it's one person maybe it's your supervisor maybe it's your teammate but I can go to them and say I really want to talk about this I need a little more education is there some resources that I can use? What what does it look like to actually engage with this notion that I have that I'm curious about, as opposed to bringing it up and feeling like I'm going to lose my job for it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think that's one thing that sometimes people don't think about is that this is someone's livelihood. This is how they, you know, make a living. And, and sometimes their reactions or actions themselves is, is about making sure they can feed their family. And that is, that's a big responsibility that we have, um, as you know, head of households or whatnot. And so I think a lot of times we forget that, or we make the assumption that they don't have that or whatever. And then all of a sudden we just, I hate the word assume, but it is, you assume that, well, if I can do it, why can't they? And it's like, you don't know what they're experiencing or what they're, their life is like, therefore it can't, it's not going to be the same as yours. I just think walking into this and I'm a DEI practitioner of about 15 years. I really think that, and DEI is diversity, equity, inclusion, but I really think that, that being a practitioner in this space, I have to walk in prioritizing grace and compassion. Like at the end of the day, we're all trying to protect our, you know, connection to safety, belonging, dignity, we all deserve that and we all need that. However, we're socialized may be different, but at the end of the day, we all deserve grace and compassion. And so if I walk into that room, knowing that everybody there has their own story, has their own feelings of threat to their safety, connection, belonging, and dignity, I can be a good steward of what does connection and learning and growth and development look like? when somebody's willing and they have psychological safety. And that's what's most important to me, the relationship, the connection, and the ability to move forward for things that would normally, or in this current socio-political climate, maybe even cancel someone. What does it look like to really listen and engage and offer grace and compassion there? Just think if we had a million Karens like you out in the world. Oh my gosh, that was just so wonderful what you just said. That was beautiful. 
Oh, that just, yes, 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 yes. That's all I have to say about that. That was wonderful. Karen, I have absolutely loved this conversation. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you um, being on the podcast. I appreciate you being in Culture Impact. Um, Congratulations on becoming a best-selling author. If anyone would love to connect with you after this, what's the best way for them to do so? Um, I would say go on my Instagram and I am at the culture of you spelled out. Um, and then also I have cultureofyou.com. So if you want to connect with me some way, cultureofyou.com, you can actually email me on there. Uh, but Instagram at the culture of you, and you'll have my link tree and you'll be able to find me in all kinds of ways. And if you want to hear more from Karen, she has her own podcast too, mm-hmm. which is culture of you, correct? Yes. You'll find it on the culture of website. And there's a link to my podcast. It's on YouTube anchor, Spotify, um, and Apple Podcasts. You can find me there. Wonderful. We'll add all that to the show notes. Karen, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about possibly becoming an author yourself, please visit overnightauthor.com for more information. Until next time.